Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Sick people. Coming to the healing class is to learn the truth about divine healing. You're learning the truth about divine healing. Number two, it's either you're sick and we and in learning the truth, we minister to you. And number three, it's to learn how to minister to the sick. Now the truth of divine healing can be the difference between life and death for your loved ones. So it's important. It's important that we learn. So some of the truths are going to be familiar, but we've dedicated ourselves to give ourselves two hours every month to stay before the Father and learn the truths of divine healing and keep ourselves under that atmosphere. Let's go to Psalm 107 and verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. And it's a very popular verse of scripture, but I think it's something that we need to... Um, look at critically Psalm 107.20 He sent his word And healed them And delivered them From their destruction He sent his word And healed them And delivered them From their destruction If there is any Verse you should keep at the back of your mind concerning divine healing is Psalm 107 verse 20. That God's word represents himself. That God's word represents himself. He sent his word. So instead of saying, I'm going to come and heal you, he says, I'm going to send my word. And so, when you have the word of God, you don't need God to be present for healing. God and his word are one. Now, it's important that we don't just rush over these truths. It's important we don't rush over them. He sent his word. So, at the basis of healing is the word of God. Kenneth Higgins said he pastored for 12 years, and out of that 12 years, just maybe two people... Um, he lost through sickness or something but that he could he, he kept a lot of his members healthy by allowing them just meditate and read the word of divine healing now our, 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 our subject today is knowing God's will concerning healing if you know the will of God concerning healing then it's important then it's becomes easy for you to receive your healing. You to know God's will. What exactly does God desire when it comes to the subject of healing? So we're looking at knowing God's will concerning healing. The most important word I want us to take there is the word will. This is a very strong word. Even in the natural, if you talk about the will of an individual, if I say my will, right, it's one of the most um, you know, most secretive document that anybody will have, right? Because that is an express desire. I mean, like ultimately, your whole desire in this life is wrapped up in that word, in that document. 
So we're going to find out what does God think about the subject of divine healing. Now I want to stretch your mind a bit. Let's, let's, let's just quickly look at this a bit, right? Let's look at this a bit. Let's look at the scriptures from Genesis to like Revelation, or let's look at from Genesis even to our own times now. And you imagine how people used to live in those days. They'll tell you, Noah married at 300. And Noah was 900. You know, when you read those things, they look very absurd, right? Like 800, 600. You're like, why are these guys just throwing numbers <laughs> all over the place? Because here, yeah, somebody lives at to 70. And they're like, oh, don't cry. The man is old. Do you know why? It is because we have adjusted our minds to the reality of death and sickness as a normal um, way of living that we have accepted it. It's almost like a reality. But for those people, it was strange. It was strange. And let's even look at the way they died. If they wanted to die, what happened? They called their children, they prayed, they spoke words, and you just hear, he slept with his fathers. You wouldn't read in the scriptures that uh, Abraham was riding his chariot along Jericho Road, and uh, another chariot hit him, and Abraham was gone. You, you don't read that. Or you don't see that, uh, you know, Noah was on his bicycle, or Noah was climbing the grapevine, and... Uh, and the pineapple hit his head and Noah slept with the fathers. No. The only time you read incidents of where people died like that was when they were out of the will of God. Okay? That's why it's a class. We have to investigate these things. We have to learn these things. We have to question these things. Now, look at this. When Saul died, David made a statement. He says, Oh Saul, you died as if you were not anointed. That means there were certain kinds of death that anointed people were not supposed to die. And David was, 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 that about, was very careful about saying that statement. He says you died as if there was no anointing on your life. And so it's important for us this evening, we're looking at what's God's will concerning divine healing. And I'll tell you this, listen to me. Sickness is terrible. It is. If you have ever had to nurse a loved one who was sick, when even the doctor says, there's nothing we can do, you will embrace the truths of divine healing. One of the things that made me so passionate about divine healing, I, um, if you look closely at my face, you might see a couple of marks here and there. I used to be a very sickly child, very sickly. You know, my parents went everywhere before they were born again just to get me, you know, to leave. Now, the difference between me and my younger brother is about six, six years. And the reason is because there were two other kids twin after me immediately who my parents also lost through sickness before my younger one and, and if they had caught a hold of this truth those children would probably not be dead you see God holds us responsible for disseminating these truths on the earth that's why it's important that as you attend such a class you're taking notes you're learning because these are the things you are going to transmit to others it's not it's not a healing school built around the man no it's built around the word of god whether i'm here or not anybody who teaches the word of god would have the same results 100 percent praise the name of the lord so sickness did not come until the fall of man now in, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 We know that quite alright Adam was healthy Adam was, had the very life of God flowing in him So therefore sickness and disease Is a result of the fallen state of man And separation from God 
It also says that if God's people will turn from their wicked ways, He will take away sickness from the midst of them. Please, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 15. These are the scriptures, please. I would suggest, if you don't have, uh, if you have a note to use for church, I would suggest that you take notes in that, or you can just have a separate notebook for healing. Uh, just call it your healing school notes. And every truth that God reveals to you on that, you, you write it there. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 15. It says, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. I want you to observe the word all sickness. All sickness. And will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known. But we lay them on those and all those who hate you. So you see that God promises to take away what? All sickness. And that is very important that he was going to take it away. Now I want us to read. Um, if you read to John chapter 28 from verse 59 to 61. You would see that sickness was as a result of the curse. Now when the curse came upon the earth. Satan had that um, opening to be able to afflict people with sickness. Now, if you if you are new to our church or our ministry or our teaching, please, I, I think I did a five-part series on, um, on healing where I talked about the source of sickness. You should go online and get that material and listen to it. Of course, there's, it's not every sickness that's from the enemy. Some are from a result of stress. Uh, not eating properly, not taking care of your body and all that. But ultimately, everything called sickness emanates from, you know, that realm of wickedness. Now let's go to Third John chapter... Third John 1 and verse 2. I know that we know that's a popular um, verse of scripture. Beloved, I pray... That you may prosper in all things and be in health. Now, I want us to, to look at that word, be in health. I would say this, that to be in health means to stay in a constant state of being healthy. Am I right? Am I right? It says be in health. Right? It's like saying be constantly healthy. Just as your soul prospers. It says, I pray. Let's read from verse 1. Go to verse 1. 3 John 1. 1. 3 John 1, 1. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Be in health. I want you to take that line and meditate on it. To be in health. Stay in that constant state of health. So the word be speaks of consistency. Be consistently healthy. Be in health. Stay in that state. Don't move from health to sickness and back. No, stay in that state. Stay in that zone. Seek free zone. I know for some people it looks impossible. But I can, I can testify in my own life. I can count in, you know, in maybe 15 to 16 years 
of embracing the truths of divine healing, I can say probably I've not been sick more than five or six times. And five or six times with maybe five times out of stress, you know, travels changing of time zones. I don't study divine healing just because I want to teach it. I don't confess healing scriptures because I'm sick. I mean, my family is here, my wife is there. We've been married for like 10 years. She can tell you maybe two, maybe two, three times where, you know, I've been sick, I needed to take something. Why? Because I realized that God's will for me is to be in health. When he says, go and lay hands on the sick, he wasn't expecting you to be sick. <laughs> Now, there's no condemnation if you're sick. I mean, we receive healing. But it shows, right? If I say, I want you to go lay hands on the sick, right? It's like, I'm giving you my final commands before I leave. Now, pastor is leaving church. I'm going to travel. I'm not going to come again to church. And I'm leaving. And I say, well, finally, if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Go preach the kingdom and heal the sick. What do you think? Am I expecting you to be sick? No. If I was expecting you to be sick, I would rather say, you know, as I'm going, when you are sick, do these things. But he didn't say, though. He just said, you, go lay hands on the sick. Because he was expecting that by the truth of this divine life, they would be in that state of what? Of being healthy. Be in health. For those of you that are in healing class this evening, and you just came to learn, take that word and meditate on it throughout this month. Be in health. Just be thinking over it. Be in health. Right is where you can see it. Be in health. Be in health. Be in health. Think over it. Meditate over it. What you're doing is you are allowing the word of God to come into your spirits. To be in health. Stay in that state of consistency where it comes to your health. Stay in that state of consistency. That's my desire. That's my prayer for you. To be in health. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let's go to Psalm 105. Like I said, all of these scriptures, note them, meditate on them, right? Meditate on them, think over them, ponder over them. Kitma says, if you would listen to the word of God long enough, it will heal you. If you would listen to it. You know, if we say, for instance, we've gone on healing class, let's come and learn the word of God. You know, some people are too busy to come learn the word of God regarding healing. But when they get to the hospital, and the doctors chain their leg up, and put drifts around their face, what do they want to say? Oh, quickly call the pastor. Oh, get me a Bible. Put a Bible under my pillow. <coughs> Don't get spiritual when you get to the hospital. Praise the name of the Lord. Just allow yourself to learn these truths. Allow yourself. You know, I, I found out something very funny about sickness. It's, it's just something little going wrong in your body. And then your whole life is thrown into some kind of confusion. Oh, you can't eat this anymore. Oh, you can't eat this anymore. And some of the things we take for granted, sometimes when you find out that people are suffering from those same things, you will just begin to wonder. For instance, let's say breathing. And you now say, oh, this guy can't breathe. And you're like, it's when they say somebody can't breathe, you are not conscious of, oh, so I'm breathing. You understand? Because to you, it's normal. In fact, I remember uh, many, many years ago, maybe like five years ago, I was, uh, I, I preached on radio, but in Delta State. Now, I broadcast in other places, but in Delta State. And a lady kept calling me every night. In 
then pastor pray for me now so I can sleep ah, ah. so I prayed I prayed I prayed and then it hadn't crossed my mind that people suffered from not being able to sleep you know because I'm that kind of person that God has given that grace that I can decide to sleep you know you know those kind of people that I can drop the mic now and say I want to sleep and so be it I will sleep so I found it difficult that somebody needed prayers to sleep and I began to read and find out that there are people who struggle from that they can't sleep but imagine some of you they have to stop you from sleeping that's the only prayer you need ah pastor I sleep too much Help me not to sleep. But you see, we take for granted divine health until we realize that what you even call sickness are just little things in people's body that is malfunctioning. And that's why we are staying in this zone to be in health. Praise the name of the Lord. See, we need health to fulfill God's purpose for our life. We need health to enjoy our family. We need health to even enjoy whatever work we are doing. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so where are we? Psalm 105, and we are in verse 37. Psalm 105, verse 37. Am I right to my scripture there? Alright, let me see now. Okay, yeah. Verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold you know we emphasize this a lot we emphasize the silver and gold part but look at the next line what's the next line and there was none feeble among them now let's pause and think on that there was none what does none mean zero neither no one right how many people estimated came out from uh from from Egypt estimated 3 million alright so let's even say they are not of the 3 million let's reduce it let's even say 1 million and the scripture comes and says listen out of 1 million people not one person was feeble you think you can say that about our church like we have a church of 100 people can you come and say you know out of 100 guys in our church no one is feeble no not sure. Not to talk of one million. Now, this is a class, so let's take it gradually. Remember the conditions that these people were working in. They were not in cities. They were not living in houses. Am I right? They were not. Where were they? In the wilderness. And the power of God could keep them in such a way that they were not feeble. So the scripture says even at 120 When God asked Moses when, when Moses wanted to die You know what God told him? Come up this mountain And what happened? Moses climbed the mountain And the Bible says his natural force was not abated Can you imagine a 120, man, 120 year old man Climbing the mountain Some of us are 30 When we climb the staircase They were waiting for you to come What shall I do like this? Take it easy, take it easy. I was panting How old are you? 35 What's going on? And you know, sometimes it's good, but you know, a lot of believers now try to use natural method to stay healthy. Now, what do I mean by that? Oh, I don't eat beef. I don't eat this. I don't do this. I don't do this. And they're so diligent with those natural methods. But they're not diligent with scriptures. Until you find out that the person who is teaching you nutrition has died. 
you now realize that <laughs> so what is life? <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? You discover that ah, they said the man was at the gym when he fell down. Ah, you can't die at the gym now. That's the place of life to some people. So what I'm going to say is this: Listen, we, while we are not neglecting those things we can control, they are not the source of life. God's word is the source of life. These guys, for 40 good years, nobody was sick. I want us to think of it. That's why it's a healing class. Let's think of it, right? For 40 good years, let's even assume they were sick afterwards. But for 40 years, they were in health. Are you sure what I'm saying? They were not, they were not, um, you know, there were no doctors in the wilderness. There was no checkup in the wilderness. There was no, uh, what's that, uh, veget- vegetarian diet in the wilderness. Of course, God told them what to eat and what not to eat. But the power of God was keeping them. You know, the, th- the funny thing with this scripture is that we are always claiming the, oh, we brought them out with silver and gold. We like that silver and gold part. And then we leave the health part. You know what happens? After getting the silver and gold, we start donating it to doctors. Because then... We need to pay for the best medical this thing. You know, this is what I think. I, I mean, I absolutely love doctors. You know why I love doctors? They are helping to keep believers alive until they learn God's word. Without doctors, a lot more people will be gone. I mean, so we are grateful for doctors. You understand what I'm saying? But we also know that beyond them, and while you are still working at your faith, please ask for your help. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, don't get into condemnation. <laughs> Pray over your medicine in the name of Jesus. Lord, please help this medicine work quickly. And after you are well, come back into the word and stay in a state of what? Of health. So he said, for over, um, for 40 years, 3 million people, none was feeble. I want us to look at that. None, none. From child to mother to, to father to leaders, none was feeble. It means the power of God was impacting on their physical bodies. Praise the name of Jesus. And I want us to, to think about this. This is God's will for them. This is God's will for every one of us. Look at what Caleb said. He said, I was 80 years old. I was 40 years when God gave me the mountain. I'm 80 years now. I'm well able. What he was trying to say is that if you take 40 years out of my life, you will not feel the difference. You know, some of us are already practicing for old age. We can't just wait to get to the point where somebody will help us pick the remote. When you see gray hair, say, ah, I'm getting old. Ah, I'm not a young child. You are just excited about it. I mean, excited about it. (laughs) I mean, it's beautiful. You should be excited about it. But God doesn't, God, when God looks at you, He doesn't want to see the difference between you in the next 40 years. You're still as strong, you're still as powerful, you're still as agile. Praise the name of the Lord. So the picture of our old age is not a picture of walking and struggling and no, 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 no. That's not what we're planning. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead will quicken our mortal body. Praise the name of the Lord. It will renew our bodies. Amen. Okay, so we're looking at the will of God. So from the children of Israel, we can know God's will for us. Now, I want to read a long story. It's 13 verses. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1 to 13. So we're just going to build there. 
So at the end of uh, the class, we'll just spend time to just worship again before the Lord. And those who need prayers, if you trust in God to be healed of anything, we'll just come around and just pray for you. Um, just agree together, act on the word. But while the word of God is going forth, you can also receive your healing. Amen. I said amen. amen. Ma- uh, Matthew chapter 8, and let's read from verse 1. When he had come down from the mountains, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Now, you know the disease of leprosy. Uh, we're not used to it uh, nowadays, but, you know, it makes your fingers cut off, then you have all of these um, skin stuff. Now, if you travel by road a lot, and you travel from, you're going from Benin to Lagos, there are always... On that, I don't know if they're still there, but they, they used to be there a lot, you know, when they bring them from the, uh, when the government is not taking care of them, most of them come out from the, the leprosy camps to beg. Now, because the disease, the, the way it is, the people have to be separated. Now, I'm explaining this to you because I want you to see the action of Jesus towards this man. And in fact, by the Levitical law, if you touched a man that was leprous, you were already unclean. But look at what Jesus said. The man came and says, uh, came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing. So here, he was asking about what? The will of God. Now look at what Jesus says. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him. And this is a very powerful act. Now, I want to pause here to talk about uh, ministering to the sick. One of the most effective ways to minister to the sick is by the laying on of hands. When you lay hands on the sick, it says you shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, that word recover is important. Recover sometimes is not instantaneous healing. That's where some people miss it. You know, so they prayed for me, nothing happened. When you took the medicine the first time, did anything happen? No. It's just that we are more diligent with doctors. You know, I, I think I shared the story with you when I was teaching on, on, on healing. I remember one time I wasn't feeling too well, and uh, they gave me some medicine like that. I don't know, they said I should take it every eight, eight hours. I took the first one. I think I came back from one trip or something like that. Just, I took the first one, then I calculated the eight hours. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. So I set my alarm. So I was sleeping at about 1.45, 1.50 something, the alarm went off. So I got up. So I went to the, the table where the medicine was. I held it in my hand. So I, I, I asked myself, what are you doing? <laughs> it, it just dawned on me that I have, well I have, but I've never consciously maybe set an alarm that by 2 o'clock I'm going to get up to confess scriptures. Do you, do you understand what I mean? I've never consciously... No, of course, I get up to study, but I'm just saying that, for instance, something, let me say, okay, let me put it this way. Maybe since I was not feeling well, I said, okay, every eight, eight hours I'm going to confess the word. I haven't been that deliberate. But you know, if the doctor, you know, even as I, I'm taking on divine healing, if the doctor tells you that, see, by five o'clock, don't leave your house. Maybe you want to send me text and say, Pastor, <laughs> I won't be able to come. The doctor said. So we pay that diligent attention. And that's the same attention you should give to what? The word of God. The same diligence. It will produce the same results. I, I remember one of my friends. <laughs> I mean, guy is such a beautiful man of faith. I was in his house one time. And something, 
daughter was not feeling too well. So he prayed on the daughter and spoke over the daughter and spoke God's word. And so we were going somewhere and he told someone about what happened. So the person said, oh, have you taken, have you given um, her any medicine? She said, yes, yes, I've given her medicine. In my mind, I was wondering, at which point did he, you know, so it was later that conversation and I said, listen, the truth of the matter is that, that those prayers I said and those words I spoke in my heart, they are as potent as any medicine that will be administered to this child. Did it work? Absolutely. Of course, that's not the first time he's doing it. But I want us to have that same approach as we come to healing class. It's like having a doctor's appointment. It's like having a doctor's appointment. When I was preparing for this meeting, I was reading a book by Kenneth Hagin. And he talked about a lady, the Yomans. And the Yomans had a, a little house, she just called the Faith House. And she could take two or three sick people at a time. There was a, a doctor who got addicted to a particular painkiller, but the word of God came, got healed, so she began to administer healing to people. And you know what she, she, she would do all the time? She would just say, listen. If you come to my house, I will read the scriptures to you on healing. And keep reading it to you until you get well. And that's how she got a whole lot of people healed. God's word has power to heal. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. So I want you to note that Jesus said, I am willing. That's the most important statement you should take. I am willing. This alone tells us God's mind concerning healing. Because Jesus is what? Is the exact representation of God. Hebrews chapter 1. So if Jesus says, I am willing, it's as well saying that God is saying what? I am willing. So anytime you're sick, don't be asking if it is God's will to heal you. It is His will. We are not debating if God wants to heal you. No, we are not asking, will He heal, will He not heal? No. And in fact, you should never sit anywhere where they teach you that God is using sickness to teach you a lesson. Run for your life. That, you know, I don't know, ah, maybe this sickness, God just needs to teach me something. God has pastors like us and the word of God and the Holy Spirit to teach you. He doesn't use sickness. And some of you feel you are sick because you are paying for your sins. I've lived a very bad life. Ah, No, you can't pay for your sin yourself. That's why Jesus came to die. Are you following what I'm saying? So don't receive sickness as payment. No, neither should you... Um, <laughs> neither should you receive sickness as punishment for your sin Jesus Christ is willing all the time to heal he never turned anyone back that came to ask him for healing even those who are not believers healing is God's good gift and goodness to humanity praise the name of the Lord so he says I am what? willing Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go away, show, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded, commanded as a testimony to them. That's, you know, the law of Moses. The priest had to approve because you were sent out of the society. So the priest had to approve that you were cleansed, and then they now brought you back to the society. Verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Campanion, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed. 
dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Can you see that? Two instances right there. Jesus expressed his willingness to heal. So the centurion came and said, My salary is at home. Paralyzed, tormented. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. Lord, if you are willing, I am willing. Be healed. So we see in just two verses, in two verses, in that short passage that we read, Jesus expressing his willingness to heal in two instances. Not turning anyone back. Jesus say, ah, there is someone that's paralyzed. In fact, is his mother that caused it? Or his father's father? Or is the idols from his father's house? See, that's what we see today. Whenever there's sickness, then we first of all look for who to blame. And then we now turn all the families against each other, cause a lot of division first, and then before we administer whatever we call healing. Jesus did not say, ah, this paralysis uh, is your uncle. Is somebody you offended? No. What did Jesus say? Simple. I will come and do what? And heal him. But this centurion teaches us about faith. Oh, beautiful story. Let's read on. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Look at this. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he married and said to those who followed, I surely I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. So, listen carefully to what I'm about to teach, to say to you right now. This man, the centurion, was not an Israelite. was a Roman centurion. So it means that he was not a believer in the context of the Jewish faith. Healing is not only for children of God. In fact, God even heals sinners more to reveal his goodness to them. That's why when you go to a crusade ground, you can see mighty miracles. Kenneth Hagin calls it God's dinner bell. It's like God heals them to show them that, listen, I'm a good God. Come to me. I, I, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Because, look at now, before this centurion even said this, what did Jesus say? I will come and heal you. Jesus did not say, you are talking to me? Are you a Jew? Do you know I'm the Messiah? Have you accepted me as your Lord? No, you didn't do that. You know, most times when we want to heal people or want to release healing over people, we try to make them do a lot of things. Thinking that those are the things that are stopping the healing power of God. Of course, is it good to lead people to, to, to accept the Lord? Absolutely. But the truth of the matter is that healing is God's gift to humanity. That's the truth. It's the basic truth. And how can I prove it? Go and do a crusade in a Muslim, in a Muslim, Muslim infested. You see miracles in your life. Some of the most amazing miracles I've seen in my life haven't taken place in the church hall yet. It's out there where we are doing our church meetings. And you see miracles. Sometimes even the miracles are amazing you that is a pastor. 
<laughs> you will survive. Even you will be following them to shout, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. Because God is just using you as a vessel. He was just looking for a way. Do you know it's like a tap is locked with water and there's no pressure. And you just open a little hole. What's going to happen? The water is just going to rush out. That's what God wants to do with us. God just wants us to give him. It's just like saying... If we start a healing class like this, it's like God is waiting for this opportunity to do what? To unleash His healing. That's why sometimes, I don't know if it has happened to any of you, somebody might just tell you, I'm not feeling too well. I'm not so you just say, let's pray. And you just show your hands to pray. Even in your heart, you are just praying because as a believer, that's because your pastor will ask you, have you prayed? Even you, you didn't believe that the prayer would be answered. And then, one week later, the guy says, thank you so much for that prayer. And you're like, which prayer? I said, ah, when you prayed over me, I was, ah, then that's when you now realize that, ah, God was just waiting for you to say, be healed and stretch your hands. God is a good God. When we are sick and we want to receive healing, you look to the goodness of God. Don't go out, don't make the mistake of going to wave your tight book. Don't make that mistake. Do not carry your tight book before the Lord. Say, Lord, I paid my tithe. This sickness is from the devil. Drop that book if you know what is good for you. Your tithe cannot pay for your health. It is an insult on what Christ has achieved on the cross. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't sow seeds for divine healing. Oh, Father, I have sowed. Now I'm holding you. Stop those nonsense. Healing is God's gift to humanity. And the only price that is qualified for you to receive healing, Jesus had paid it all. All you need to do is believe what I'm telling you tonight. Just believe it. Praise the name of the Lord. So look at what Jesus says. Verse 23. And then I'll say. Um, sorry, verse what now? Verse 11, sorry. And I said to you that, that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out. He's talking about their faith. And many people outside will come and receive this faith. And I know sometimes you go for outreach meetings, even people, I remember I saw the story once, I had the video, I don't know where it was now, where it is right now. And we were in Burundi, we were doing a crusade, I was taking pictures, one of our pastors was preaching, so I was taking pictures on camera, and I saw this lady limping, she had pains, limping. So I just turned to her, I said, she was trying to limp to the front, the crowd in front was much. So I said, what's the problem? She said, oh, pains in my leg. So I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I continued taking the picture, the next thing I saw her dancing, completely whole. <laughs> there was even, I think the last time I went to, was in South Africa, South Africa. Goes out to church. They brought this woman. She couldn't work, so like two people carried her. Not like she was paralyzed, but she couldn't work. She was weak. I don't know what was wrong with her. And they, you know, they had two people had to hold her for her to be able to work. So I finished preaching. So I was praying for, for, for people, and I laid hands on her. When I laid hands on her, it was just normal. It was like I felt power. I felt nothing. I just laid hands on her, acted on the word. So I was praying for that. So I turned back. The stage was a bit up because the last church. I was climbing back. And I just heard people, you know, like a bit of a sound of rejoicing. I turned back. The lady was walking all by herself. Praise God. God wants to heal people. You see, there is something that happens to me all the time. When I pass someone on a wheelchair, ooh, I just feel like, God. Not like I wish I can do something. 
It's more saying like, I, I pray I'm bold enough to activate your power. When you seek, seek people, the compassion and the heart to release God's healing power should be what comes to you, not you recommending the best doctor in town. Because some of you know medicine more than those who studied medicine now. You ask me, what, what are you taking? Say, that's a no, 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 Don't take that. How is not working? It's not working. Even if you go to Singapore, they have banned that drug. And the Lord that you love him, where is it? Somewhere in the Bible. I mean, even if you have to recommend to people, first of all, recommend Jesus to them. Because ultimately, sometimes you will sit before the best doctors in this world. And you know what they will tell you? There is nothing we can do. Praise the name of the Lord. But God's word will work all the time. Amen. I said God's word will work all the time. Praise the name of the Lord. Even when you are not sick, spend time to speak healing over your body. Don't wait until you are sick. Take some days and just speak healing. And just listen to healing messages. And just speak healing. Because I tell you about this. Once you start getting those sicknesses, your faith is already shaking. But when you are whole, you can be bold to start making declaration. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say the things that Christ has said about you in redemption. The word I will is a very strong word in the Greek. It's the word tello. It means I choose to or I prefer. It's like saying I'm fond of doing this. It means purposeful intent and determination. So it's not just a callous like I will. No, it's a I'm determined. I'm purposeful when it comes to healing. And you see, in the, in the ministry of Jesus, there was so much of healing that took place. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go back to this verse 8. I'll just meditate on that. Uh, let's do two scriptures. Let's do two scriptures right now. Luke 11 verse 2. What you properly call the Lord's Prayer. Let's go to Luke chapter 11 verse 2. Luke chapter 11 verse 2. Thank you Lord Jesus. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we know that God wants his will to be done on earth. Now how does God define the kingdom? In Romans chapter 14 verse 17, it says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that if you are sick, you don't have joy and peace? Right? Hmm? You know the word disease is felt like this. Huh? If you take DI out, it means to be out of ease. That's what disease means. You are not at ease. Disease. Separate that word, DI. Pull it apart. Not at ease, not at peace. That's why I see that one of the things that sickness makes you to do is to be restless. You're turning on the bed. You're turning. They put pillow here. You turn this way. You, turn. you are restless. Once you're sick, you're restless. If you are sick and you are <laughs> not restless, you are very peaceful. It means you have, you have died. <laughs> you know, it makes you restless internally. You're just restless. Because something is not right. There's no peace in your internal structures, in your system. Are you follow what I'm saying? 
But it says, God wants His kingdom to come on earth. So when you look at this, your natural earth, that the kingdom of God is not manifesting in it, what do you do? You release the kingdom of God. You pray the kingdom of God. Don't agree. I have a series on generational causes. Please make sure you listen to it. If you don't have it, don't buy that. Rubbish that has been taught. Don't agree. Oh, my father used to have this kind of disease. I'm beginning to see the symptoms. Don't begin to see the symptoms. Begin to see the healing power of Jesus. Don't say, oh, my mother used to have this. I think I'm beginning to feel it. Don't accept any symptom that the devil throws at you. Praise the name of the Lord. Even if your parents had it, you are the generation to stop it. Praise the name of the Lord. You are the generation where it comes to an end. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be saying, oh, people live very old in my family. Don't take your longevity from your natural family. You'll be disappointed. Take it from Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't, don't be rely. Because don't rely on that. Hallelujah. Rely on the word of God. Amen. It's God's will for us to be healed. So we receive the kingdom. The kingdom is righteousness. It's peace. So if we don't find peace in our bodies because of sickness, we know that that's not the kingdom. So we just release the kingdom. Last scripture. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. Thank you Lord Jesus. 1 John 5 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That we, if we ask anything according to His will, what's going to happen? He hears us. Now, have we established that it is God's will to heal us? So if we ask for healing, what's going to happen? He will heal us. So, when we are praying for the sick, we are not wondering if God will hear us. He will hear us. Why? Because we are asking what? According to His will. So we don't say, listen carefully for those of you who minister to the sick. Don't go and meet a sick person and say, Lord, if it is thy will. That's the prayer of ignorance. We have already established it is God's will. How many of you realize that when Jesus was commanding them, He says, go heal the sick. He didn't even say, go pray for the sick to be healed. He said, just go heal them. There are two different things. He didn't say, go pray for the sick. You know, what a lot of things we do is we pray for the sick. So I'll just give you some, some basic tips. When we go and pray for the sick, right? So I want to pray for someone now, okay? And he says, uh, Pastor, I'm finding it uh, maybe difficult to swallow or have this. And I go to meet the person and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, have mercy on this person. Do this and do that and do that and do that. Everything I'm praying about, God has already done. God had already had mercy on him 2,000 years ago and had paid the price for the healing. What am I supposed to go to do? I look into what I'm believing God for for that person and speak God's word over it. I speak over the system. That's why sometimes when we need to minister to people, ask them, what do you think? Even sometimes people come to me and say, Pastor, I need to pray, you know, I'm not feeling well. I tell them, well, you know, sometimes I tell them, most times I tell them, go to the doctor. Find out what exactly is wrong. Right? There's nothing wrong there. Going to find out what is wrong is not the problem because we're going to deal with what is wrong. So that when we are praying, we are specific. If we need to command your bones to come back together, we command them. If we need to speak, to, if, the, if you are specific, then what are you doing? When you are praying on that thing, you are addressing it. You are speaking to it. 
Praise the name of the Lord. So if you, you need to speak for the person's temperature to be, sometimes you, you can even ask what. So sometimes they say, oh, your body needs to do this or this needs to happen for your body to come into normal. That's what you are addressing. You have, you already have the license to heal the sick. So what are you doing? You're specific about what you're praying about. Praise the name of the Lord. You're specific. So if you, if you, if somebody says he's not feeling fine, you need to minister to them, find out. So what's going on? If you can explain what is going on, then you're specific in your prayers. Hallelujah. Let's just be on our feet. Praise God. Step on the keyboard. Just worship a bit. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we know it's God's will to heal us. And if we ask anything. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.